0: Welcome back to the SBP Podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and you are listening to episode 168. Three, two, one. Hey, guys, how are you doing? So we're back and in fading to film our panel. Uh, we've got Joey Min and Ryan McDonald with us, and we're going to be discussing some topics. We're going to talk about some news that happened Actually, at the end of last week, uh, some pretty shocking news that we came across. And I know you probably came across them too. So we're going to share our perspectives on what happened. Then we also are going to share some funny stories and we're going to discuss a few topics that are going to be inspiring and fun to listen to. Now, listen, I just have to say this. Go to internationalmobilefilmfestival.com and check on the dates because we are now in full extended submission mode. So go there, find out if you can still submit your short films or your feature films into the film festival for San Diego's 13th edition of the International Mobile Film Festival. Okay, that's it. That's all I'm gonna say. (laughs) We're gonna go right now. We're gonna talk to our panelists, Joey and Ryan.
1: We are fade into film.
0: Hey guys, how are you guys doing? Joey and Ryan.
2: <laughs> hey everybody else going
1: Even
0: okay? <laughs> We're gonna ask Ryan to trademark that hello because <laughs> he does it every time. That's his signature. <laughs> good morning or whatever. Do you say that in the morning? <laughs> uh, I used
2: to. I had a. I had hey a everybody. job one time. Um And we did did a lot of phone calls and they wanted us to, when the customer would answer the phone and they wanted us to say, not say something like, oh, how are you doing today? How was your Wednesday? They wanted us to say something like, "Um, so what's the better part of your Wednesday today? Like they wanted you to catch somebody off guard with a unique, with a a unique question. No, you're supposed to ask something completely different besides how are you doing? And I was so irritated that I would not do that. And I just stuck always with the like, hey, how's it going? Um and and the the and so you would get graded. You have somebody who reviews your calls and they grade you. And um they eventually management just let me go ahead. They're like, for whatever reason, your hey, how are you doing works and you get into these long conversations with people um where others don't.
0: And so you know? <laughs> yeah. when you get to be yourself, there
2: you go. Yeah, and you're not faking <laughs> it. Instead of saying, um, again, like some people would be like, "So what's the what's the best part of your Wednesday today?" or like, "How was your how was your morning commute?" would be something that, you, that other people would ask. Uh, and I was like, I don't want to do I don't want to do that. That that's if I got a phone call and it wasn't cold calling either. It was I mean it's business to business, but it was like if I got a phone call and somebody asked me how my drive to work in that morning would be, it'd probably be something really dark that I would respond with. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you yeah. know, in like Fight Club when like...
0: <laughs> it may not work today either. A lot of people work yeah. from home.
2: You know, so. like in Fight Club when like Edward Norton, like oh, his boss is like, oh, you left this in the coffee machine. He's like, he's like, oh, it could be one of our employees. who's like, you know, walking around with an AR-15 carbine powered, yada, yada. Or it could just be something you just throw away.
1: It's <laughs> something like that.
2: Oh, it's like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so... It just sounds like, um, I don't know if you guys ever saw like uh the training tapes for like old country buffet <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and like the the sh- the the guy that cuts the meats at the at the buffet, like they had this video. They I'm put so up.
0: sorry for all the vegans out there.
1: <laughs> but it was just kind of like, you know, trying to make small talk. Yeah. So it's funny and creepy at the same time. <laughs> really about it. I
0: used to be I used to be in sales. And one of the things that I learned to do is to actually look at people And don't go at them, you know, just approach them as you would by being observant. Hey, where did you get those shoes? You know, if they got cool shoes on or something like that. And that's how you start a real conversation uh, with something where you're talking about them and you're complimenting them or something like that at the same, people love to talk about themselves.
1: Right. That's oddly uh, like a nostalgic advice that I remember hearing someone tell me to try yeah. to talk to girls.
0: Oh, like, nice. Oh, that's
1: a nice necklace. Like can you say, like <laughs> what is that? And they like they'll talk about that shit. Apparently, like.
0: I like the the color of that, whatever. I mean, I I wasn't trying to pick up on people, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it's a it's a great one line opener where people you're giving someone the opportunity. It it wasn't so much like, oh, I'm just going to compliment you. But it was more like a question where you all of a sudden that person gets to talk about themselves in a nice way, you know, in on a positive note. As opposed to what people say, what people usually say, can I help you, sir?
1: But Have you like, have you received that? Then you responded because, oh, yeah, you you talk nice about yourself. Then you just realize, like, was I just manipulated to say something nice about my, you know what (laughs) I mean?
0: Like ever. Well, that depends on how good you are at changing topics and things. Oh, speaking about changing topics. So, Ah. (laughs) so, I wasn't uh, ready to
1: change, but okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so listeners, uh, we have some news that I'm sure you're aware of. Something that happened late last week. I believe it was Friday when I found out about it. And I'm going to add a link on the notes to Filmic Pro No More. That is the name. That is the title of what I wrote because if you haven't heard, Bending Spoons, the parent company for Filmic Pro basically laid off the entire staff all the way up and down the tree, speaking of the holidays, all the way from the founder down to the last person. And um, I don't know if you heard about it, but uh, we know that uh, Ryan, Ryan, you've used Filmic Pro uh, in many Mm -hmm. of your films. So what do you think... I think he just found out what I was just telling him about Black Magic Camera. But share with us your experience with Filmic Pro and, you know, how you feel about what happened.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, there was a time where when, like, the film Tangerine hits... Sundance and it was kind of like, you know, it was the one of the first like iPhone films and it was kind of like how did you do this? And if you just googled how they shoot that on a phone, I mean Filmic Pro was the app that popped up and so naturally then um, many, I would assume many of us, I know I did, uh, downloaded Filmic Pro and um, started shooting films with our iPhones Uh, Because it was convenient, or maybe it was a challenge. That was what—that was one of the things I was trying to do. Was just I was like, can can you actually do it with the phone? Uh, We shot my feature film, Married and Loving It, with an iPhone six, using the Filmic Pro app. Mm. But you know, you and I spoke a year ago about when Filmic Pro was moving to a subscription form, and I was kind of jaded about that because I had bought the Filmic Pro app. And It was a $30 app, which is kind of expensive. Um, but it, but that's how you unlock some of the features so that you can. Um, I mean, the, the key things that you need you need to be able to record in 24 frames. Um, you, you want to, if you want to look cinematically, right? You, 24 frames, right. you want to be able to lock focus. Um, and uh, so. But then, but then, you know, years later to then go, okay, well, now it's going a subscription. It's like, but I already downloaded it. Like I've already, already have it. Why do I have to pay now weekly to have it more? Um, and now that at a point where they fired their entire staff, it does seem kind of like, it it does, it, it does look pretty grim. Uh, and, f- and for an app that was kind of like, th- it was the, um, I forget the name of the camera, but it was like the Lume Brothers camera of our time in in uh, mobile filmmaking. So um
0: it, it was the first camera that I can remember. You know, funny enough, um Splice was a mobile editing app that I used to use on the go just to um, you know, edit quick little clips you know, at around the same time, uh, 2012, 2013, I'm pretty sure it was 2013. And, um, and I used to use it, you know, I remember I filmed a gopher in my backyard and I added some music, you know, and things like that and put it together with some titles and uploaded it to, you know, social media and look how cute and how funny. But, uh, they, Bending Spoons actually bought Splice as well. And they turned it, I think they turned it in. I think that's what they do is they buy apps and they turn them into subscription-based um, applications, you know, uh, for the phone. The most recent one they did was something an app that I've been using for years. It's called Evernote. Uh, you guys ever heard of that?
1: Mm-hmm. I think so.
0: Yeah, that it's like a, a per- note. Yeah, it's a note-taking app. It was uh, really popular at first with college students and uh, all students really. But yeah, they you know, they bought that. That's their most recent one. So so I think pretty much what happened was they got hit twice, one on the left and one on the right. <laughs> uh, they got knocked out basically because what happened was the the iPhone 15 came out. And Filmic Pro was like the only app really that had, uh, log capture as a benefit, as one of the, um, one of the things that you could do with the app that the other apps out there, and there are many of them didn't have, right. They had the 24 frames, they had for the focus, they had, you know, all, all sorts of things, meters and all kinds of, you know, features. That's the word I was using. And uh, Filmic Pro had log capture. Well, the iPhone 15 came out. Um, the Apple keynote event came out and said, hey, uh, we're, we're putting uh, log capture on the iPhone 15. Uh, well, I should, I should be more specific. The iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max. And uh, everybody got really excited about that because they also came out with the, and they were forced to do that, but the timing of both of those things together were really good for filmmakers. The USB-C cable allows them to film in ProRes with log capture onto an external hard drive. So by doing that, uh, that just blew you know everybody away, everybody from our mobile filmmaking community and smartphone video. You know, they were like, oh, my God, this is a total, total game changer. Uh, The very next day, Blackmagic Design comes out and says they come out with a press release and say, hey, by the way, we've got a brand new camera app that basically has all the features of Filmic Pro, plus a ton of technical uh, staff that created this thing. They must have been working on that for a long time because they had a bunch of features on it. And uh, they came out at the same time. But here's the thing. Blackmagic Design uses, you know, they've designed the the camera, the pocket cinema camera. Right, Ryan? And the other thing they've done is they provide filmmakers and videographers with a free video editor, DaVinci Resolve. And it's tons of features and it's free. And so what happened was that came out the very next day. And so they got hit twice. And this was about, I think it was last September when they, when that, when that came out. And so now you've got Filmic Pro with their subscription based fee which is it was originally it was going to be hundreds of dollars for the year then they they made it so you can keep the legacy app but they also had the subscription app which was continuously being updated at least at first or maybe they just only got updated a couple of times and um, they pissed off basically a bunch of our friends and our community members because you know they felt cheated they paid that for the app the one-time okay. app Um, they believed it said lifetime Mm -hmm. purchase, right? You get a lifetime license, that lifetime thing in, in the world of business and all these, you know, tech and things like that. It's, it's, it's not really your lifetime. It's, (laughs) it doesn't, it doesn't really work that way. But when you say that and, and you've had it for a long time and you've built your community, your clients, your customers, they're part of a big community and you do that to them. I think the rollout was really bad. Do you remember how that rolled out? It was like an, you went to open the app and all of a sudden it an update. <laughs> and here's you. You got to agree to a subscription. And nobody, everybody was like, wait, what? Yeah. Where'd this come from?
2: Yeah. They, I mean, it would have been nice if they would have created like a like oh, an updated people. version. Like you could have like Filmic Pro original and then like Filmic Pro like yeah. new feature and just have a whole nother app. And I know that there's. Probably a lot of red tape around, uh, um, you know, greenlighting another app on the app store. But uh, for some of us who paid for it, and I'm sure when I say some, I'm sure there's a there's a comma in that number uh, of the thousands Mm -hmm. of us who paid for it. Like it was to go then into a subscription was already kind of weird feeling. Without knowing. But then
1: now, you
0: know, that was that's bad PR. It was bad PR. And I'm sure, and then the other thing that happened was when anybody asked anything, they would cut and paste this answer and they weren't really allowed to talk much about it. You know, they signed an NDA when they went to sell their company to Bending Spoons. You you just don't do that without an NDA. So they their lips were sealed, basically. Their hands were tied, right? But it was still... You know, in the eyes of our community, it's like, hey, you guys, it was your choice to sell, though. And you knew that when you were selling, this subscription model was going to take place and we were not going to be happy about that. I mean, if they didn't realize people wouldn't be happy about it, I'd be surprised. But, um, you know, um, go and read the article that I wrote. Um, I have I, I have a lot of respect for Filmic Pro as as a pioneer, I just, I got a thing for pioneers, Joey. <laughs> <Brian>. <laughs> um, and yes, our film festival was launched before Filmic Pro, but they were the other hand. It was like our hand was saying, make a movie and we'll put it here. And we're th- I want you to think cinema, right? With the, you know, the big screen and, and make narrative films and all that. And Filmic Pro was the other hand that said, hey, we'll help you do that. We'll help you achieve that. Yes. Right, right? Yeah. And so you know uh but the good thing is that there are apps that have come out since then and from before that you know from when i say since then i mean way back you know when they started and they all have the apple log feature they have all these other features involved in it and so you know black magic is free you know it's they couldn't compete with that you can't compete with free when it has all the same features. Plus, it's not a newcomer company, little company that came out of nowhere. This is a well-established, huge company. It's, I mean, they may not be huge. They may be, if they happen to be listening, they're like, hey, we've got six people working for us. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I mean huge in the fact that you have established yourselves as leaders in the camera and in the video industry. Right. So, Joey, do you have any anything you'd like to add?
1: Uh, not really. I mean, because like I know, I know you guys have more of a of a history with Filmic Pro. Yeah. Like I, I think I used it. Like I think I bought it once, like a long time ago.
0: You filmed your your um, Zorro films. You didn't use Filmic Pro or anything. No, did you? actually, I
1: just used the straight, like just the the actual um, the
0: native camera.
1: The native camera. I just, you know, I I think it was like halfway through, and I'm like, oh, that's how you like lock the. <laughs> the 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 light and stuff like that so right it was a the learning exposure. experience yeah that's but, funny but I like it, it which is kind of because I was thinking that I mean like you know now in the advent of of having the new phone coming out I, I mean I still feel like people would still be loyal to that company I like ra- even though that Apple and and Black Magic kind of puts out their own app I still think people would still be loyal to them you know.
0: There are some, you know, but I think, you know, having been around in this for so long and having have read the comments from people and, you know, listened to people that have shared, you know, their feelings about it with me, um, they didn't have that many loyal fans left uh, at this point. They had some, you know, that were still like, okay, well, I'm still going to go with Filmic Pro. Uh, But a lot of people... So there's, you know, if you want to divide them in groups, there were those that said, all right, well, we're not happy about this. Um, Look, there were people who are teaching. They're in in schools, teaching mobile filmmaking in their classes with like middle schoolers and things like that. And they were able to provide this. You know, their school would buy these apps for the students to use. And it was a one-time fee. And then the students keep it and they can use it. But the schools weren't going to pay a monthly subscription for it. So they had to come up with something for that. But they did. One thing is to have an established school that that gets, you know, teaching credits. And then there's... Uh, Joey Min, who's teaching mobile filmmaking tutorials and on on the side, you know, running workshops. You know, it just became like, well, they're not, I can teach them how to use Filmic Pro, but they're not going to be able to afford it, you yeah. know, the students. So yeah. why do that? So they, they let a lot of people down uh, on top of that. And when I say they guys, I'm really talking about bending spoons. But ultimately, I think a lot of people are like, yeah, Filmic Pro, you're the one who sold out, sold us out, right? So anyway, uh, this is a uh, you know speaking of filming stuff, and one of the things that I wanted to talk about in this episode is to go a little on the fun side and share some fun stories. Um, really? This time, I think this time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think um, we'll have Ryan share one of your funny stories and then I'll share mine and then, uh, Joey can share his and we'll just do one story yeah. each. Right. Uh, okay. So Ryan, go <laughs> tell us your funny. What, what thing that was funny that happened to you on, uh, while you were working on, on a film?
2: Uh, yes. Uh, um, so the story, uh, cause, you know, you asked this a couple of days ago, and I was thinking. I was like, "There's just so many things, but one thing that really sticks out is going to be um, a an accident happened on my feature film, Married and Loving It, and luckily because we didn't have production insurance, the accident happened with me. So, um, but uh, it was, uh, um, as you know, if, if you can believe it or not, there are there are people in this world who will use a vacuum and then. Not put it away when they're done. They'll actually just leave it still connected to the wall, ten feet across the room. The cord draped everywhere, and then just stop, and they just be like, "Oh yeah, we're good."
1: It still sounds so yeah. psychotic every time I hear it.
2: <laughs> and then just be like, the joke that I have, yeah, that joke I have in the movie is I go like, "Well, you know, job well done, huh?"
0: People like, do I'm do sorry. that. <laughs> I said people do do that but but I for the record do not. I literally unplug it and coil it up cuz my place is kind of small anyways. So <laughs> Yeah,
2: so I mean, I don't know how many people there are out there but I but if if there was only one, I found that one person. And um and so I uh so I added that into my movie um that the the when the husband and wife are arguing that the husband trips over the vacuum cord. And so there's a moment where, um, again, it's kind of like, uh, the actor trips, lands into the wall and that's kind of like the setup for what's going to happen next. Um, and so I was playing, um, at the finale of the film, there's multiple people playing the same character. So I'm playing one of the husbands and there's this, I was, there was a moment where I'm, I'm supposed to trip over the vacuum cord and I'm really only supposed to hit the top of the steps, maybe go over the first step of like 12 but not the whole thing. Um and people are going like you're going to do you're you're going to be okay, right? And I was like, no, I'm just doing the t- I'm just doing the first step. I'm like we're good. Um is what I was saying and then uh my producing partner, my wife Brandy, she was like she was, she was like please don't, please don't get hurt. I was like, no, it's just going to be the first step. I'm like this is it. Uh I was going to but I wanted to do something kind of like um in Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise there's a moment he comes back from lunch and they, they basically have told him that he's going to get fired. And so he's running back into the office and he kind of face plants without catching himself. Um, and I was like, just something like that, but just the top step. Uh, but people around me kind of all knew that this is going to go badly. Before I was really ready, ready to acknowledge this is going to go badly. <laughs>
0: something you do badly yeah. all the time. <laughs> and so,
2: um, and, uh, so, you know, we say action. I, I go well. My my first AD Jason White. He he started recording with his phone, uh, even though we're shooting the movie on a phone. But he started recording with his own phone. I guess because he wanted the he wanted to live in the memory of what's about to happen. Um, and <laughs> and then even my my uh, DP, you when you look at the take later, and you know we do the shot slate action psh, yeah, marker. When oh, <laughs> even my DP Matt Johnson, he's. He says out loud, he's like, he's like, we're about to watch Ryan die. Um, and so <laughs> I go cruising for the steps. And I'm, and the the idea was that it was all going to be in one shot. I was like, I'm going to fall. First step. That's it. The first step at the top, I'm going to fall. I'm going to stand back up. I'm going to yell at the, I'm going to yell my lines to the actress. And I want the stunt and the steps, or sorry, the stunt and the lines, same <laughs> shot, no cut.
0: And you're all confident. Yeah, like that's yeah, what it's going to be. Yeah. yeah,
2: So we go. She, the the uh, actress playing the wife, goes in front of me. She she hits everything fine. I, you know, fake trip over the vacuum cord, and I go over the stairs. And very quickly, I realize that I have lost all control of my momentum, uh-huh. and I am flying down the twelve flights of stairs all the way down. Just <laughs> da, 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 and just and then when I hit the bottom. I, th- I think this part's in the movie too. You can hear this like grunt out of me. Because of how hard I hit the bottom. <laughs> and then I'm still thinking like in my mind, um, and this is years before <laughs> Tom Cruise like broke his ankle and then like, continued acting, but like this is this is me. me hitting the bottom, I'm like, oh my god, like but the shot. So I stand up and I'm like and I'm like, use that anger and I just scream my obscenities at the char- that the person who's playing the wife. <laughs> and then uh we rounded the corner of the stair, of because there's two sets of stairs. Um and I was I was like, Man, I fell a lot further than I meant to. And I was ready to go. Uh, I was like, well, we look at the take. And unfortunately, because the plan wasn't for me to go all the way downstairs. So the DP, when he panned down, you kind of see some of the actor, some of the other uh, crew members, their feet, because they were close to try to get the sound. Because
0: um, <laughs> they were there not thinking yeah, you were going to hit yeah, them. Yeah, basically. Well, I
2: had assured them. I had I'd spoken with everybody. No, I'm not going all the way down the steps. And they're like, really? It sounds like you're going to go all the way down the steps. I was like, no, guys, I got this. Like, yeah. Uh, as if I do this every day oh, and I don't. And so that's how confidently arrogant I was about what I was going to do. Um, and just also how surprised I was when it, when it all went wrong on me. Um, mm. And so they, uh, so I was like, I was like, well, we got to do it again. But this time, like just pan as I go down and I was ready for another one. And then, um, Jason White, my my first idea, as I said, he's like, Ryan, I can't let you do another one. He's like, you, you got he's like, you've already done the one. He's like, let's just let's cut to
0: You've already killed yeah. yourself Yeah, he's like, once. Let's <laughs>
2: cut to this bottom of the steps. And then you know, just do so. What I did basically did is I I go to like I go like one step up in the, and then I just roll over to my knees, and then we actually cut to the part so, so the the shot, so in the final edits the shot of me h- hitting the thing going all the way down the stairs, and then there's an insert shot of me hitting the bottom. That was kind of like you know, for safety and with nobody else's feet in the way. and then we cut back to me right. angrily like screaming at the actress um the, Reacting the, from the of first take. why I'm tripping over this vacuum gourd uh, all day long. um but that was that was <laughs> that was the mistake was
0: so guys. Yeah. The lesson to be learned, whether you're on set or off the set, unplug the vacuum cleaner and put it away, (laughs) especially if if Ryan's coming around.
2: I just, you know, give it to y'all, but at the same time, like, you know, with some safety. Uh, So we have, (laughs) we have a, we have a joke on our set. Um, It's like, let's do another one for safety. Um, but it's like, (laughs) but it's, but it's not in the same way. Like when you typically say that you say safety as in like safety coverage. Right. Um, but because of moments like that,
0: because of your safety addict. uh, Yeah. And moments
2: where like, um, where I've I've been the, you know, the fake punch went wrong and it actually hit me and it broke my nose. And then the director might say, let's do it again. it's like, why would we do it again? You were, it was supposed to be a hit. You actually got a hit. Um, so there's no need for a safety shot on that one. Like it's actually, especially if you're doing something where there's a stunt, it's kind of like, if you got it and everybody's safe, um, then there's no, the the safest thing to do is not do a second one and move forward. But I mean, but Joey, you know, most uh, you probably have more you have more stories on this than I do about that I, You know, mine was just people screaming at each other. And they're
1: just happy. There's yeah, one. Yeah,
0: Joey with your martial yeah. arts There's gotta be
1: <laughs> I've, had, I've had stunts, yeah Like, the, um, earlier in my career, I actually dislike heights and I think early in my career I had to do like I, I had to do this bungee jump like high yeah. fall from a building in Japan <laughs> And like, um, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, is
0: already... this the one that you talked about at the uh, at the Q and A at that yeah. festival?
1: <laughs> and like, I wish I could. I I wish I had the footage or like the the raw footage because you just hear me cry the entire time I'm going down because i was oh, already God. crying. I'm like, I don't want it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then they were like. Three, two, so one is it like
0: normal in Japan to just kind of like say no this, we don't care if you're yeah." This is like a long time
1: ago though so it's like Jeez. the whole you know people didn't really know what stunt like because like back then like stuntmen are just kind of uh, they treat us like extras right?
0: Yeah.
1: At that point it's just kind of like you know whatever so I just I know I had to do it I was young I know I need to do for work <laughs> I need the money. <laughs> But I was like crying. Oh, there were like three, two, one. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I like, out. I was like, oh god! Like, and you could hear me crying oh, the entire time. Oh my
0: god, poor, poor Joey.
2: <laughs> Still cool, but the sound was shit. He was crying the entire time. <laughs> the,
1: the most manliest time of my life.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Oh and when my you god! Can we say back then? Like, god, what what that's...
1: date are we?
2: Like, what time frame? Are we speaking of here? Yeah. I know.
0: I'm thinking. I'm thinking about like the 1800s way back when they used to have people jumping off of trains in real life.
1: This is before 2010. Oh,
2: okay. I'm like, they're filming Hard Boiled <laughs> down the street, and you're doing a bungee jump, like <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's or something like. Oh my gosh, something like that. I remember that. Then I realized I don't like like I don't like falling from very high
0: heights. <laughs> i am never doing yeah. that shit. What well, I mean, like nobody really. Does, I don't think. Well, I mean, oh, technically there, you're flying until you hit the ground, right?
1: I, if I don't know if that's because by physics I mean, standards, I don't air. think that's flying.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: by definition, that's not flying.
0: Well, uh, that's but how it, it, I it. <laughs> see it. It's like, oh, you're flying. Yay. Until you hit the ground.
1: That's why I'm yeah. in a position now where I tell other stuntmen to jump out of the building. <laughs> and I don't care if they don't like it. Oh. Actually, I do care. I do care. But, you yes, know, you do. But they're, you For know, the record. yeah. <laughs> no, I try to really make it safe. But yeah, like silly stuff like that. I mean, back then it was just kind of, you know, still the wild west of 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 stunts.
0: That's crazy. Well, I have a completely different story. Um, that is nothing like that. Um, and it's actually not working on a film. It's something that I thought of the other day, which prompted me to throw this topic off with you guys to compare notes. Uh, I didn't know how wild you guys were going to get with yours. Um, but, um, uh, basically I was, uh, in my earliest video production days, uh, working with this company and, uh, we were, uh, interviewing someone, uh, on location. It was, uh, at a construction, at the construction of a trolley station. And, um, it was a prominent, uh, figure in, in our city here in San Diego, At the time, this was many years ago. They're not so prominent anymore, Um, most likely, I think. But anyways, we were interviewing uh, this person, and uh, the the executive producer who was filming uh, said, Susie, why don't you go ahead and hold a reflector? Because it was the middle of the day, and this person had a lot of shadows and things like that, and we're outside. And I said, sure. And uh, one of the things about holding a reflector to bring some light, you're, you're basically bouncing natural light from the reflector onto your subject's face. Right. And so if you're moving around, their whole face starts to look like there's, there's jumping lights all around. So you don't want to move. And so in the middle of this long interview, um, I start to feel something on my legs (laughs) and I'm not sure what it is. And I'm trying to like, not even imagine what it could be. Um, and finally this thing ends and I put down this reflector and I look down, uh, as I'm, as I'm putting down the reflector and it turns out guys, I was standing on an anthill. So when I'm standing on an anthill, you imagine that there's ants all over, you know, my pants. They were inside, (laughs) they went up into my legs. (laughs) And so I ran off into the car to, Take off my pants to get rid of the ants, um, and it's just um, an experience I've never had. After that, um, and it can't compare to what you guys and your stunts. But oh my god! <laughs> they, was
2: it like fire ants? Like just ants, ants, or like
0: they were? I I don't. I mean, they didn't bite me, but I mean, I don't remember them biting me. But they were very. There um, were. they were. T- they were Oh, but this was a very long interview. And these ants were like, hey, check out these
1: legs. <laughs> check out these
0: legs. <laughs> they were just like crawling all over my legs. I mean, I mean, it, it it was just unbelievable. Um, Which is why I normally don't run into a car to take off my pants. If it would have just been some ants. My legs were covered with ants. And I mean, it was... It was a nightmare. It was horrible. I was really not happy. But, you know, I stayed true to the game and I was professional. Uh, I think the executive producer was a little freaked out for me and told me, next time, you may interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, there's not going to be a next time because I'm going to make sure I know where I'm standing before, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so tough. So that's our, um, that's our, our fun time after talking about, uh, the other stuff. But, you know, um, speaking of, speaking about these things that happen on set, um, they don't have to happen to you. And by that, I mean, you guys, all of you guys that are listening, I want to discuss why passion is so important though, in the filmmaking process. Now, had I not been passionate <laughs> and had Ryan and Joey not been passionate Uh, somehow they probably would have quit uh, in the middle of those experiences right maybe not even gone through it all the way if you're thinking about making a movie and you've got no experience and you want to at least know what you're getting into before you go all out and do it put people in danger of tripping over you know power tool cords or vacuum cleaners <laughs> or jumping off the top of buildings or whatever find some people that are making an indie film always always look for an indie film you're most likely if you have no experience you even as a pa as a volunteer you're most likely not going to get brought into a hollywood film so be realistic and, and look for an indie film i know that's how i started out And it was a friend of mine from my college, my film studies, who was working on a film. And he said he had to be out of town, but he needed to replace himself on a on a short film. And would I volunteer to replace him as a PA? And I said, sure. And that's how I started out. And uh, here's the thing. It was a rush. And that's why... I'm saying film production is a rush, and and I mean that in a good way. I was excited. I was happy. When I left that film set, it was a weekend thing. I couldn't wait for the next day. I didn't even sleep that night. We were done at, like, midnight, and we had to get up at 5 in the morning to go back the next day because we were making a film on, over the weekend. I couldn't be more excited. I had such a great time, and one of the things that you do is it, it was like an adventure and I like challenges and I like to get creative and find ways to overcome the challenges. You work very closely with people that you just met. You get to be around the, the film gear, the filmmaking gear. Sometimes you get to touch things, <laughs> you know, mm. which is always cool. And I just thought that was a great experience. And so I, I wanted ask Ryan and Joey both if they had an experience sort of like that, which actually would help them in some ways, something that they learned about that, that said, OK, then, yes, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and make my movie, my films, my videos.
1: Hmm. You, you want to go? <laughs> I'm thinking of, I'm thinking about mine. And what uh, yeah, right. Well, so.
2: I mean, I I was fortunate enough to discover the idea that I wanted to uh, make films when I was at a, a young age. So um, my first times doing sets were really me and I was in high school and I was gra- doing the thing where you grab your buddies and you try to coax everybody to make a film with you, even if they're not actors or crew. Um, and you're writing you're writing scripts in, in a word doc uh, and you're just using the tab feature to try to like get the scripts to kind of format themselves, things like that um
0: so all of you were making films for the first time right
2: y- yeah but i was the only one who was interested I, I i was able to convince <laughs> my friends to do it with me um it wasn't like right uh it wasn't like there was there was a group of us that were interested in filmmaking it was me who was interested in filmmaking i was just kind of like pulling them along <laughs> um but the so so then uh, and then um yeah, but when I was in film school, and I I went I moved to Florida, and I'm originally from Utah, and so there was a time where it was kind of like I need to, um, in order to get now I don't have my friends anymore, and so in order to get people to work on my films, I need to go and work on someone else's film, um, and so there was a, an intentional idea of like going and helping other people, because through that you're gonna network, you'll be able to say like Hey, I got this other thing that I'm doing, and uh, why don't we do that together or kind of follow I mean there's there's a lot when you're an indie director you're also the indie producer and so you're same time you're 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 coaxing everybody to uh you're greasing the rails to get people to come and join you in this adventure that you're about to go on. Um, And a lot of mine were short. They were all short films, and I shoot things in, like, a day, you know, two or three days. What was so. the
0: experience like the first time you, you worked on this film, even though you didn't have any experienced people and it was all your coercive <laughs> um, idea mm-hmm. and all that? But what was the experience for you and for your friends who had never done it before <laughs> that made you... Want to do it again? Did they also want just, to do it again, or was it just you who wanted to do it again? Or what?
2: I mean, I was, I was one of those pestering people who also, like, i i I bought a mm-hmm. I bought a camera. Um, again, I'm I'm like, thirteen, so in the nineties. Yeah. Uh So, um, I'm at, um, what what circuit city or whatever, right? <laughs> like. Whatever, like name a popular uh, tech store at the time, the 90s, and I think it was... And so buying a camera, and then I was shooting things just on my own. Like, I I, I set the camera down in my backyard, and I had a lot of grass, and I put a little gas on it, um, things that my dad didn't want me to do, and then I would, I, like, put my boombox back when those were a thing. You had to have... A, and I had, the, I had the soundtrack for Apocalypse Now, and I didn't have any editing <laughs> equipment, so I was, like... So I played... Um, no I didn't have the Apocalypse Now soundtrack I was I had the Doors uh, uh, best of CD and I played the end the song and then I lit the grass off because I was so and um, I just wanted to oh, recreate gosh. that that napalm explosion from the beginning of Apocalypse Now <laughs> in some kind of way oh, and so gosh. I was playing around doing a lot of stuff like that with my camera and then um, and then it was well Um, let me see if I can get my friends to kind of do this. And, uh, I I had a great time. I I can't say for their experience. Um, but it was, (laughs) um, I've, yeah, I don't know. It it, it just, it was, so that's kind of how obsessive I am about it though. So for me, it's like, even when, even when it, even when, um, when I'm tired or it's getting late or it's getting one in the morning. So like recently with my latest horror film that we shot, I mean, we shot it outside of my, um, and it's again it's Utah, so Utah in October it's getting really cold at night. I'm noticing everybody else around me is wearing a jacket, they're getting really cold, and I'm kind of I'm okay. And I'm like, um the guy who created the the monster um for the for the film, his name is Sean. I asked him, I was like, Is it cold outside? And he and he was like, Yeah, it's really cold. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know, because 'cause I'm so I'm just moving so much. And I, I yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just I'm all green light. Um and and it, that's how obsessive. Now the real magic, the part that I really love, is when I's is when the the puzzle pieces are coming together in the edit. Yeah. Uh, Be I can't get there unless we direct it though. But when you start seeing those magical pieces coming together, you envision the shot and you shot it in reverse so that you could do the reverse part and it would work or. Um, because I plan my shots out a lot with storyboards and so it's like when when this piece matches that piece um, It's I don't know that 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 that's the part that's still like a big high but again I'm obsessive so for everybody else around me. Yeah, if they're not into film and then that rem-
0: <laughs> Yeah, that that reminds me one of the things that I used to do with my VHS camera, you know um, where <laughs> When I was uh, a teenager and uh, I used to grab, you know, the kids that I babysat would get their Happy Meal toys. (laughs) And I think it was like uh, chicken nuggets, big plastic chicken nuggets with where they were like cowboys or something like that. Can't remember, but um, I would put them on the table and do stop animation with it. And the fun, the fun thing about it is like what you were just saying, you know, is like when you're done with several of them, you know, f- several of the moves and then you get to play back and you're like, Oh my God, this mm. is so cool. You know, just having to yeah. move around and things like but
2: that. But as, as far as like, if you're a person and, and, um, who's looking to do, to do, to get into film and you're not quite sure where to start. And it's easy for us to say on this pocket, uh, on any platform and say, Oh, just do it. Just grab a camera and go do it. Um, but I'm almost certain that you can probably go and uh, go in wherever whatever town or city you live in, you can go into Facebook, type in that name and then type in film or cinema and then group. and I, and there's there's probably a group already there. Um, and then connect with them. Um, if they're the right group, they'll be open to it.
0: I, I just was on a group that a uh, brand new that someone invited me to for um for filmmakers and actors. And they go on there and I've seen like, I'm I'm kind of getting spammed with it, but tons of people coming on and they're asking for volunteers, mm-hmm. you know, non paid, but you get credit and you get to have fun and you get to meet people. And they're basically saying these things, you know, sometimes they need somebody to be on camera and some, sometimes they need, um, you know, someone to be a PA sometimes they need, you know, all, all sorts of things. And so... Yeah, definitely go on Facebook on groups. But if you don't care for Facebook, even even go on any other other site. Another thing to do is to even go to the high schools. Uh-huh. You know, go to a high mm. school. They usually have film departments, colleges as well, and just go talk to them and say, "I'm I'm interested in you know in volunteering to make you know films with the students." You know what I mean? Um, and and try that too.
2: Yeah, and um so my wife Brandy, she she came to our film group. So Jason White and I, who I mentioned in the other uh, story, Jason White and Matt Johnson and I, um and a few others said crew when I got back to Utah we I was not interested in doing a group, however, it seemed as though it was like I, I need to start moving on from trying to um trying to get my friends to to do movies when they're not really into movies. As well as as much as I am, like everybody likes a movie, but not everybody loves them in the same kind of way. Where you're, where you're walking out and you're kind of like speaking about, it. like, oh man, did you see that shot that they did? Oh, look at the Texas switch, like that's amazing. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, like uh, I was watching, uh, I was re-watching Event Horizon. I haven't seen it in a long time, and um, there was that there was that Spielberg Spielberg Hitchcock Vertigo shot. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh, yes, that's right. Uh, the script I'm writing, I, I need to make sure I put a shot in there that uh, I haven't done one of those in a minute. Nice. Um, and so and uh, but it's, it's, it's so uh, when I when I met my when I met Brandy, she was looking for a film group. Um, because same problem, like you want to be a filmmaker, but you don't, you, but, you know, your friends aren't willing to do it, so you have to find a group. And, and uh, she happened to find find us, and Matt Johnson and Jason White and I created a group. And, and, and you were
0: so happy you married I, her, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> her and
2: I were having lunch with her today, and we were saying the same thing. It was like, because I was geeking out about movies, and we were talking about Django Unchained, and um. And things like that, and uh, she was kind of like, "I'm glad I'm able to have these current, these long dialogues of of cinema with you." She didn't say cinema; that's my pretentiousness coming out. But um,
1: oh, <laughs> still I say F2. things <laughs> like cinema yeah. and theater
2: palaces, and uh, <laughs> um, but uh, so, but you know, it's, yeah. but the same thing applies. So we created a group in Ogden called the New Ogden Cinema, and the idea was to be an open group. Of people, so because it's like I might make four horror, horror films, but somebody else might want to focus on, um, you know, fa- family. Hey, you only films. need
0: three people to start a group.
2: You, yeah, it. You
0: know? And I,
2: I watched the Warner Herzog masterclass, and he was saying that you, know, you only need two people to even make a movie. So,
0: uh, right. <laughs> he he lists sure. off
2: a few of his movies. He's like, it was me and Bob. And that was that's what we did, and mm-hmm. I was like, man, that guy is, uh, he's he's diehard. So.
0: So what about you, Joey? I think... I
1: mean, it's the same, same thing, too. Like, I, I got all of my friends or to help me out for, you know, when I was, like, a teenager because I think I've always wanted to... Well, ultimately, I, I know I wanted to be a filmmaker and a director, but I think mm-hmm. I started off making fight um, scenes because, you know, martial arts and, you know, watching Samuel Hung and, and Jackie Chan growing up. And so having my friends help me do that you know but then eventually i would find people that were you know more uh, like into the martial arts and stuff like that and i think it was re- just really cool so, like i think what what i still get a high from now is like the conception of something that was just in my head you know yeah. to make it into something tangible first before it was like i think it was just the the spirit of creation where i you know had everything in my head and i would just make everything on the spot and that was like very very fun but ultimately you know to actually expand and have like a bigger story like a plan. Or, or yeah like a plan like you know i i never really liked pre-production but i but i know now like i have this i do get this high when i do finish uh, like a project actually i i get it during what i'm like at post-production when i'm like editing it and it's like slowly coming together and i get that that high yeah just i just love it and then then you know after i think I, i'm sure other creatives have this after you finish a, a film you know especially it depends on how long you worked on it it feels like a breakup i don't know <laughs> like that that weird um after you finish a big project. It's just like, you know, like, you know, you were consumed by this one project for however long. And now that it's over and you just kind of let it out to the world, it, it feels like a breakup. And I need like I need that time alone for for a little bit because like I just feel I feel that sad happens
0: when you're working as a part like, you know, you have part of a crew that works in pre-production. And then some of those members go into the production and then some of those members go into the post production. But within those three faces there are people that only work in each one of those oh yeah and when you're only working in the production part it's very it's very it's it's like a dance in a way right it's like you're making this dance happen this big performance where you're making things happen these things have to be timed right these you know, the the sets and the filming and all this stuff. And then it's like, boom, and then it's done. And then you say goodbye to everybody. And you're like, oh, man, you go, you're driving home. You know, I think I've mentioned this before. You're driving home and you're just like super amped. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, even though you've done... 12 hour days for like four days in a row <laughs> right. or something and you're super amped and you can't get it out of your head and you can't right. sleep and you're just like super excited and you're like guys we're gonna do this again right you know i mean yeah
1: right but but i'm just saying like as a, as just like a singular you know person yeah. for most people that don't that wouldn't have a career that you work on something and it, it's like you know your vision and your plan and your 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 passion and your craft and once you finish it there is that that you know, that moment of of, yep. um, uh, of of sadness, you know? It's like, oh, it's the, the breakup, right? So,
0: so yeah. I don't so know. I honestly I think...
1: don't even know why I keep making a fucking movie. It's, like, stressful as hell if you really yeah, think hmm. about it. But I keep doing it again and again and again. It's a yeah, drug. Because
0: <laughs> each time, it's never exactly the same. And the anticipation of what it could be, that's part of the adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's part of the adventure that you're getting into. So... Well,
2: well it's unfortunate uh, cuz it's, it's the one art form where you need your, you need other people you know cuz you can write on your mm-hmm. own and you can and you can paint on your own but f- unfortunately with film there's cuz even if uh, at some point like you are the director somebody's the subject but you need some like it just it it's a collaborative effort and that's the unfortunate part but it's also the fun part but the stressful part right um, yeah, <laughs> there,
0: there are many films, mobile films that I've watched that have been a part of our film festival, especially earlier on. Where there, there's uh, one. Per, I remember one. <laughs> I remember one film that I got. I think it was in 2013. And wow, my memory sometimes kicks ass. <laughs> um, so it was, it was a movie about this guy who who met. Hit, there, there was a hitman, and he played both roles. And he shot it on a phone with a tripod, and he he was in an underground garage type of a thing, and he basically murders himself basically um, through through this movie. But he plays both parts, and he he wrote it, he acted in it, he filmed it, <laughs> and then he edited the the whole mm-hmm. thing. But you know, ever since then, I've seen a, a very few films where it's just one person doing everything since because I think more people are now willing to do it, you know, with a phone because that's the other thing we haven't been mentioning here is how do you get participants who are in a mobile, you know, who are indie filmmakers that are going to say, well, yeah, we'll come and help you make it on a phone or we're making it on a phone. You know, and we got tons of experience and we're making it on a phone. See, now you might find more of that than before.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, get on the person who, who, uh, who sh- you were speaking of, who shot the film and acted in it all at the same time, but, you know, but if, but what are the limitations of, so, so if you want to have, uh, like, if you want to do a Goodfellas one, one, um, you can't do that by yourself. Like, like you know so no, definitely. and, so, to, so, so, so,
0: and it, i always go for the production value yeah too. so it can
2: it can be done sure um but what are some of the limitations and and that's where I go like well it's it's it's, it's the art form where you need more than one person to kind of help you out um and as a director or producer uh it takes your, you have to convince people uh to do it and um you know hopefully you, you surround yourself with People who yeah, are you got
0: to go beyond year year the yes challenge people. of yes. what if I could do this all myself? Yeah. Right, Ryan? What if I could do this all myself? And, you know, that's a challenge and you go and then it's okay. It's cool. You know what I mean? But to go beyond that and to build a group of people who can be your, your group, your crew, like you have your crew, a, a pool of people that you can reach out to when you have your next film idea. And. Uh, Joey, you're you're on that same boat, a group of people that you can reach out to when when you have it. And that's that's part of the dream of having this this group of people and you get to share each other's talents and you all go together and you gain that experience together as well. And yeah, I mean, of course, we're always telling you just go out and make a movie. Just go for it. Yeah, just do it. But I know that when we say that you're going, okay, but it's, it's easier said than done. Right. But at the same time, just, you know, because it's on a phone, just, just, just try it, just do like what Ryan was doing without the fire and gasoline and stuff <laughs> like that, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, just, just try little things and you gain experience just by trying and failing. You know, you get so much, you learn so much for every mistake that you make on your own. It's it's I mean, like it should be a, there should be almost a law. like we should be saying go out and fail, go out and ruin a movie so that you can learn how to make movies. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I think that's the thing, though. Right. Like, I think people aren't used to like everyone's taught to like succeed, but people forgot to teach people how to fail and come back. Yeah. I think that's like the important part, especially when making a movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Like even short films, do do many failures like that just pile up the entire day. Yeah. And you should be able to have the strength and the willpower to be able to like, you know, push through that. Right.
0: Right. It's just like being able to say no. Like nobody wants to hear no. Nobody wants to say no. It's a very hard thing. And to accept that. Oh, that sucked. I, I failed at this. But the most important part is that you don't stop there that that you inspire yourself by saying okay this did not turn out but man you got to be able to look at the plus side too and say but i did get this far i did actually Mm -hmm. start something even if i didn't make it you know when we were there's that whole saying about you know when you're a baby how you learn to how many times do you fall before you take three three steps in a row right when you're a baby You know, it's it's the same thing, and a baby is not going. Oh man, I failed. I'm never going to try this again. (laughs) You know,
2: I've 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 met plenty of people who they have an idea. Maybe it's a great idea, but they're just stuck on the like. But it has to be perfect. It has to be perfect. It has to be perfect. It's like, and then they, and then it never, it never comes to fruition. It never happens because they're just so focused on the idea that's going to be perfect. Um, And I'm more of a run and gun. I, I, I can't stand it when we're. You know, sitting there I I can't do hours waiting for a shot. Uh I, I I have to do, you know, five, six shots an hour. Like I, I we just have to keep we just have to keep going. Um
0: yep. Brian and uh yep. is,
2: yeah, is it gonna look a little bit dirty? Sure. Um but that's just but that's I the think momentum, Once you've made a you know?
0: hundred films, you can sit there and say it's got to be yeah. perfect if you yeah. wanna do that. But between now and then, guys, just get yeah. out there yeah. and start yeah. mistaking. Don't worry things about perfection.
2: Up just you know just put it yeah. together uh and you know I've, I've seen Sam Raimi interviews where he's he said the same thing he's like grab your camera go out and make a film uh notice what you did wrong do it again next week uh go out and make a film there you go figure out what you did wrong uh go ahead and I, there's even I mean there and um there's stuff that it, you know I see in my feature film and I'm like God, I wish I would have done that differently um and there's so to me, it's like you're always going to be your your worst critic, anyways. So you don't have to worry about what other people are going to say because it's, it's actually you who knows where the who knows where the glue and the tape are is. Um, yeah. So don't. So.
0: Yeah, all that matters is, you know, that you're learning from it and considering the experience and everything. And, you know, I'll be I'm going to be really upfront with you guys. Now, you're talking I'm talking to you as the founder of the International Mobile Film Festival, where I'm pushing you to submit your films to our film festivals. But you know what? If you don't like what you shot. And you can't go beyond showing it to some family and friends. Don't. Don't submit it to a film festival. Not everything that you shoot has to go into a film festival. I'm kicking yeah. myself as I'm saying that to you. But Not I'm everything has you. to be
1: shown to people like make yes. movies for yourself. That's the first thing
0: Yeah, I, I yeah. have
1: like for for like, you know, however movies that I or, or sketches or whatever videos that we put out on our on our YouTube, I definitely have like a 100 more that I just do like I keep for myself, yeah. you know, it's the practice
0: yeah. It's, it's the same thing. I do that with writing. I write a lot. And then I end up publishing maybe three out of 20 of the things that I write. Because I, I love to actually write, putting thoughts on paper, you know, writing stories and things like that. But I don't have to publish anything. That's my thing. That's my art stuff, you know. Uh, same thing with, you know, I like to go in and create music on GarageBand. You know what I'm saying? Uh I don't have to put that out there, you know, anywhere. I don't have to add it to this podcast. Speaking of music, uh you're about to hear the little tune at the end of the show because we're running out of time here. But before that, I just want to ask, I want to thank you guys for coming on this uh and recording this with us, uh this this panel. And uh and Levi was not here, but he'll be here soon. Uh, again with us but i want to say thank you to you guys and um wish you all very happy holidays especially our listeners um you want to say goodbye to our listeners guys
2: see you guys i'll see you guys next time (laughs)